So today's message is three Ps. Can you say three Ps, please? So there are bulletins that I forgot to pass out, but the beautiful Arreceli and the somewhat beautiful San Juan <laughs> will be passing them out. So just uh, make, uh, make, make your hand available and they will put a bulletin in your hand and then you can take notes. Kids, you are going to go upstairs, but not right now because these first two are going to be short and you need to... First point, pay attention. What does it say up there? Pay attention. Yeah. Three Ps and the first P is pay attention. Now, why the three Ps? This is going to help you succeed anywhere in anything you do. Who goes to school in this room? If you don't pay attention, do you learn? No. Who has a job in this room? If you don't pay attention, do you make mistakes? Well, sure, this is going to help you in anything, but I did this because I thought that this is something that we needed right here at Life Old Church. You guys are really good at paying attention during the message. Most of the time, you really, really are. But the reason that I've split this song service up and I've got two more songs waiting in the wings right now is because I want you to pay attention when we're singing too. Amen? Amen. Kids, I don't want you staring at your shoes when we sing. I saw Levi was actually singing just a minute ago. That was rather impressive. Okay, so I want you guys, I don't want you playing with stuff. I don't see you think, oh, I'm a kid. So I, you know, I don't have to pay attention in church. No, you really do. You really do. It's going to help you. You're going to learn. And these are great songs. And this band practices and practices so that they can do these great songs. Now, I've said this before, because he always sits in the front row, but I really like Ransom. Ransom is almost always paying attention. He really is. He's just tracking better than some adults in the room. I didn't look at you, Carlos, because you, you pay attention. <laughs> I just happened to look up and you were staring at me and I froze. All right. We need to pay attention. You say, okay, yeah, but where is that in the Bible, Pastor? Wait for it. In Mark chapter 4, verse 22 through 25, the Lord Jesus is speaking and you're going to pick up when I hit the, the, the point that uh, you've got up there, Felix. And by the way, Felix is up in the booth now since Jacob has gone to the Navy. Everybody give Felix a big hand. <laughs> Woo! And Felix is a super people person, so he would, I'm sure, much rather be down here with you people, but I'm very thankful that he's up there. This is what Jesus said. For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest. That means to be shown. Nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Hey, can you hear? Yes. Can you hear? Yes. And he said to them, ready? Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now that sounds a little bit difficult, but here's what it is. The more you pay attention to the Lord, the more you pay attention to his word, it's like you're holding out your arms real big to receive a big message and a big blessing from him. The less you pay attention, the smaller your measure is. So if you just pay attention for about five minutes, right? So kids, once again, you think, I'm a kid, I don't have to pay attention. So you just pay this much attention then that's all you get. 
Okay? Now, a lot of you all, how many of you were at the retreat last weekend? You were at the retreat last weekend, and we had you come up here, and we had you explain the game and all of that other stuff. It really helped me to see how many of you were actually paying attention and how many of you were just kind of playing free stack, right? Because when Pastor Craig asked you to explain and talk about some of these verses, some of you were paying attention and some of you were not. Some of you were holding your arms out and saying, God, give it to me. Give me a big, abundant blessing of your word, your truth. I want to know it. Bring it, God. And he said, good, I'm going to give you plenty. And then once you've got all that, you're going to take it in. It's kind of like food. We get to stay after church today and celebrate Jacob Fry's birthday. Everybody say, everybody say happy birthday, Jacob. His birthday was actually on the 7th. What a great day to have your birthday, 7-7. I love that. See, I like to connect Bible verses with numbers and dates. Matthew 7-7 says, oh, you don't know. You don't know. Ask and you shall receive. Yeah, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. That's a good that's a good date to have your birthday on 7/7. Seven, seven. Plus it's 2/7. So that's really really good. What year? 88. 88. Well, the Chinese would like that. They love eights. <laughs> they do. They they love eights. That's like their their uh, favorite number. Okay. So in any event, pay attention. The more you pay attention, the more the Lord is going to teach you. Hey kids, you need to pay attention in class too. See, you get your head all, you know, in different places. You're not paying attention to what the teacher is saying. How many teachers do I have in this room? Raise your hand. Right? How many times, teachers, have you explained something to the class and immediately had a student raise their hand and ask you the exact question that you just explained? Exactly. Did you ask the question? No. No. She's like, no, I listen. I actually pay attention. All right. So that's number one is pay attention. The more you pay attention, the more the Lord's going to give you. Now, the downside is the less you pay attention, eventually what you learned leaks out and you just forget it. So there's kids just like you that have sat in church and they absorb stuff and they learn stuff. But then they get older and they stop paying attention and then they forget what they learned. And then they drift away from God. And pretty soon you can't tell the, any difference between them and people that never went to church. All right, number two, I said this is going to be short. Number two is participate. Say participate. participate. You can't just sit there like a bump on a log. You can't just sit on your blessed assurance and do nothing, right? You can pay attention, but then if you walk out and do nothing about it, then it doesn't help you. It doesn't bless you. You've got to exercise. So we're going to get that great food that I was talking about, right? So you take all that food and you bring it into your mouth and you chew it up and you get down in your body and you digest it. Mm, and then it feels good. And then you feel real tired, like you want to take a giant nap, right? Because your body's busy digesting the food and it needs all the blood that your brain uses. And it's like, hey, excuse me, brain, I need to borrow all of this blood because this guy put a lot of food, this young lady put a lot of food down here and I got to digest it. So that's why you get kind of tired. And you kind of want to take a nap or something. But then you have all this extra energy in your body and you need to go run it off. Now, some of you kids, yeah, I, I noticed, I really noticed when we were at the retreat and we did s'mores. There's a lot of sugar in s'mores. And children get very energetic after they eat sugar. 
And wow, we ate s'mores late at night, and these children were very energetic and loud. Stomping, 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 stomping. Pastor Craig found a special place for me, just me, to go and hide away from all the children, except Pastor Craig, it didn't work because the children were overhead stomping, 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 stomping. And I even came up and said, okay, time to be quiet. And there were two young ladies that just decided they were going to keep stomping anyway. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be nice. But see, y'all have all this energy when you eat sugar and you just want to move around and you don't know why, but your body wants to move around. Well, that's kind of like participation. You take in the word of God and then you do something about it. And that's really why I wanted to put this message right here before we sing two more songs, because I think you're engaging. There's not a P word, but it's kind of like participate. And you're you're paying attention right now and giving me nonverbal feedback. And I appreciate it. But see, I want the band to feel that. I want them to know that you're with them as they seek to lead you into the presence of the Lord, all right? Now, my verse for this last one, and then I'll, I'll quit and we'll go back to singing, all right, um, is John 13, 17. This is Jesus speaking. He said, you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. See, you can pay attention and get a big old fat head full of knowledge and then do nothing about it. And like I said, eventually that means it's gonna leak out. If you know these things, then do something about them. So the very next thing you can do is sing along with us. Hey, we have lots of ways for you to participate in this church. We got rocking summer next week and we need volunteers. We need children's workers. We need youth workers. Felix needs helpers up there with him in the tech booth because he's a social person. He would like to have more people up there working with him. All right. And plus, I would like to be able to rotate people down. We've got all kinds of ways for you to participate. If you want to be involved with children, you want to be involved with youth, you want to help us out with tech, and especially if you want to help us out with rock and summer next week, then come up and talk to me or talk to Pastor Craig. All right, let's continue with our musical worship. I know what you're thinking. He's getting a really late start, and this is going to be a really long sermon. But it's not. It's only one more point. What do you think the next P is? Produce is the next P. Produce as in produce fruit. Now here's the thing. Anybody can pay attention, right? Yeah. Uh, we could have somebody, they came in the room and they don't believe a thing that I'm saying or a thing that we're singing and they could pay attention. They could write an article on it and say, you know what, I disagreed with every single thing the pastor said and da 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 and pay better attention than some people that say they believe these things, right? They could even participate. I remember uh, some years back, I was a youth minister in uh, the colony, Texas. Do y'all know where the colony is? Yeah. All right. I was the youth minister at First Baptist Church, the colony in the late 80s and into the very early 90s before I came uh, to be the associate pastor and youth minister at Freeman Heights Baptist Church. And then in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we started this church. And that's the extent of my ministry career over a period of, yeah, since 1988, how's that? But when I was in the colony, uh, we had some, uh, some Mormon missionaries that showed some pretty serious interest in some of our teenagers. And so they started coming to some of our youth events. 
Well, just like here, I'm not going to send somebody away because they don't agree with everything that we teach or whatever. But I am a little bit worried when somebody's coming in with the explicit, express purpose of poaching members and or stealing sheep, as the case may be. But I use that as an example, not to degrade uh, our Mormon friends at all, but to let you know that there are people who come to church and even participate and maybe even serve, but that doesn't mean that they really buy into it all. See, there's got to be something that's not a P, faith, right? So this third P, produce, you can produce a lot of different things. You can work really hard and, and you know, you can, uh, the, the scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, that God has given his people the ability to produce wealth. If you work hard and if you are wise with your money, you can produce wealth. And if you will invest it wisely and so forth, and you don't have to be a Christian for that to happen. Now, God has blessed his people, as I said, to do that. But there are plenty of non-Christians that work hard and invest their money and they produce wealth. But see, I'm not talking about that. However, I will say that this uh, message today is practical enough to help you understand that if you really do pay attention and you really do participate in an organization, you can be successful in that organization and you can produce, for example, wealth, right? You can produce an income. In fact, I was talking to uh, uh, Josh, the drummer up here earlier, and uh, he manages uh, a lot of different people in a, a pool company here locally. And he was telling me about some of the, the difficulties he's had with certain workers that don't produce because they don't participate in their job and they don't pay attention to their boss. And so you're not going to be successful. I've told young people for many, many years. In fact, I keep picking on Felix, I'll pick on him again. That dude is a good worker. He's helped me move on a couple of occasions. Somebody that works hard like that is never gonna hurt for a job, which means they're never gonna hurt for money. Now, I'll say this, you can work hard and you can earn money, but you can always spend more than you earn. Right, men? Yep. You really can. Yep. Uh, you can be, you know, making 500 a week and, you know, not be able to meet your ends but you can also be making 5,000 a week and still not be able to meet your ends because you have to spend less than you make. That's just basic economics. And unfortunately, a lot of people get credit cards and they extend more than they make. And that's a bad move, right? Credit card interest is horrible. Anyway, that was just practical advice for you, all right? I, I, I have gotten several credit cards again for the first time in forever and it's rebuilt my credit, but I never carry a balance as in never, because that's just terrible, right? Pay them all off every single month. Don't extend your money. You need to spend less than you, than you make, right? So to produce in the way that I am speaking of in today's message is to produce fruit. This is spiritual fruit, right? So when you have faith and you participate in the work that God calls you to, it will result in success. Now, success is, is measured in various ways. If, um, you know, if we were strictly to measure success numerically, then Pokemon out there on the square is more successful than we are in here this morning. And by the way, I heard that in order to get in on that that's going on out there, you had to pay 25 bucks. What? I don't know what, it's a Pokemon party! 
<laughs> it's a way to make money is what it is, right? Okay. So, but nonetheless, um, participation in the work that God calls you to will result in success. See, to respond to a call, you've got to have faith, right? That's what Jesus was getting at when at the very beginning of those verses that I quoted to you from Mark chapter 4 earlier, he said, for those who have ears to hear, let them hear. That, that, that's your physical ears for sure, right? But not necessarily because I know some folks that are, uh, that are deaf, right? Their, 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 their physical hearing doesn't work, and they listen to the Word of God quite well. They just take it in differently. They take it in using ASL, American Sign Language. They take it in by reading. Um, in fact, I had the, the blessing to officiate a wedding uh, for uh, a couple, and, and one of them was Annalyn that used to go to our church for many, many years. She used to up here and uh, sign for us, uh, for our services and so forth. But I will tell you, Joey, her husband, listens to the Lord and pays attention to the Word. So we're not talking about physical hearing here. We're talking about receiving are you paying attention? Are you really receiving the word? Do you have ears? See, this means do you have the willingness to put your confidence in what you're hearing when the Lord strikes you with his word? Now, I don't want you to believe everything you hear. That's just gullible. That's just foolish. People say all kinds of stuff, right? And that's our big problem. It's not that we don't pay attention. It's we pay attention to the wrong things. And that causes us not to pay attention to the right things. But you should always be paying attention to the word. Amen? Amen? That's why I get up every morning and I get into the word. I don't tell you that all the time so that you'll pat me on the back. I tell you that because I want to encourage you to do the same thing. And as I've said many times, if you want to get a daily Bible passage from me, I send one out every day. And you don't have to do that. I go to the, you know, the, the Bible app, uh, the version, and you can subscribe to a bunch of different Bible reading plans. But I send out a chapter almost every morning. I know last weekend I went to the retreat and I bombed a couple of days. Um, but almost every morning. This morning was a, was a little late, but I, I did get it out eventually. In fact, I sent out a passage that I'm going to read in just a little bit. But nonetheless, if you want that, you need to go to LifeWell, our church's name, dot flocknote. F-L-O-C-K, like a flock of sheep, note, one word, flocknote.com. And then just create your little name there and go in and you can check or uncheck any groups. Now, I, by the way, uh, just by way of uh, information, I've noticed that flocknote, depending on the group you're in, may change the phone number from which you are receiving a message. So let's say you're in my Bible group, right? The daily Bible group. And you get a passage from me every day along with the link where you can click over and it'll take you to the Bible app and you can listen to it or you can read it, right? But then you get one that is just from for everybody, okay? Or you get one from Pastor Craig about his Bible study. What I've noticed is instead of using the same phone number, it started using different numbers and that's throwing some people off perhaps, all right? And because it's changed numbers, sometimes it will send you that big block of text that says, if you want to opt out this, that, the other thing, and you know, click stop. And by the way, put stop in all caps. I don't think it works if you just say capital S-T-O-P because then I have to go in and uncheck you. But if you do that, you can check and uncheck yourself all the time. You can uncheck from everything but one group. You, you, know, you can just do that all the time. You just create that Flocknote account and do that. Um, so just by way of information. But I did send that out this morning. I'm always trying to help you to produce fruit 
And so what has to happen is the, the seed of the word of God has to come into your heart. That's why I'm sending you these Bible passages. That's why we're preaching from the word. We're, we're, we're casting the seed out. I'm planting the seed. I'm a farmer here and you're the soil. And back in the day, the way they did this is they plowed the field and then the farmer would carry a big sack, right? And he would reach into that sack and grab a handful of seed and he would throw it. And they called that broadcasting, believe it or not, broadcasting. Isn't it interesting that we call broadcasting, television broadcasting, radio broadcasting. We're even broadcasting over the internet right now, right? We're sending out that message. We're sending out that content. We're sending out that seed. That seed gets cast out. It's being thrown so that it can be planted in your heart. But your heart may be good or your heart may not be ready or your heart may not be good, right? Your heart may need some plowing. I don't know. But I do know that there's a parable about this. And again, if you paid attention to my daily Bible chapter this morning. This was uh, the chapter that I sent out. And uh, this is in Matthew chapter 13. And this was an interesting parable that Jesus actually explained blow by blow, right? So I'm going to read the parable and then I'm going to read Jesus' explanation and then you will have the word. But here's what I want you to think about as you listen to it. What kind of soil is my heart? What kind of, see, this has been called the parable of the sower, but it should really be called the parable of the soils because it's really not about the sower. It's about the soil that the seed is planting itself or not planting itself in. So with that introduction, here it is. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, which is quite a bit more literal uh, than many translations, but here it is. that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. A large crowd gathered to him, so he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And he spoke many things to them in parables. A parable is a story that gives a heavenly meaning. Behold, the sower, that's a farmer, right? The person that plants the seed. Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed some seed, as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil, yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Mm, there's that faith thing again if you're really paying attention. So I'm gonna read the explanation, Jesus' explanation, not mine. But the different soils are the path. This is the hard pack, okay? So obviously the seed's not even gonna go in. That's where everybody's walking, 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 stomping on the dirt and packing it, packing it, packing it. So the seed doesn't even get down into that. And then there's the rocky soil. Well. You know, they would have plowed the field, but as he's broadcasting the seed and throwing it, some of it's going to fall in places that he didn't intend. And so there's probably rocks and rocky soil over toward one side of the field. And he throws seed over there, it makes it and it plants itself, and it grows up right away. Like immediately, it grows right up. But then as soon as the sun gets hot, it gets scorched and it wilts. And then he's throwing some more, 
and probably on another side of the field, there's a bunch of weeds growing. And this, this, this seed falls in amongst the weeds. Well, it, go, it plants itself in the ground and it grows up as well. But a little longer period of time than the sun coming up and scorching the rocky soil, this probably lasts for a little while, but eventually those weeds choke the wheat. We're assuming this is wheat he's planting, or barley, right, type of wheat. It, it, they, the, the weeds choke it out. There's not enough nourishment in that soil for both the weeds and the, the barley seed, right? So here's Jesus' explanation. So that was uh, Matthew 13, 1 through 9. And if you skip down to verse 18, Jesus gives the explanation. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom of God and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom the seed was sown beside the road. This is the person that's not even paying attention at all. You might be online and you're seeing me on Facebook right now and you've already scrolled past this. Exactly. There's lots of distractions, aren't there? It's interesting that, that, that that's called the road, right? There's so much traffic on the road. There's stuff going on. Man, you guys' lives are so busy. There, you just, and I'm not saying that in a bad or derogatory way. You're busy. You got a lot going on. There's a lot on your plate. There's a lot calling your attention. And that's why you've got to scrape off these periods of time where you have unbridled, complete focus on the Lord, like this brief period of time on Sunday morning. Now I have all these other things that we do around here. I don't expect everybody to come to everything. I'm just giving you opportunities to grow, right? We're trying to help your kids out on Tuesday night. And that, by the way, that karate class is, is going well. So, uh, in fact, the pastor of the church across the street here is going to bring his kid to karate this Tuesday. And so I'm thankful that we got back up to the rock because it's a bigger room. But I do that for your kids. I, I want to help them out. And for you, too. You can come and work out and get, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I know not everybody's going to be into karate. Not everybody can come. Not everybody has the time. Wednesday night, I do a Bible study. It's verse by verse. I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to help you out. Not everybody can come, right? But you can get it online if you want to. Pastor Craig has a Bible study. Now, they're doing Bible discussion right now or, or theological discussion right now, but he's going to get back into the Bible uh, very soon. And that's here every Sunday morning at 930. Hopefully, you will avail yourself of opportunities to learn the Word in depth. I'm not able to teach you in depth a whole lot uh, in the sermon. I try to make it super practical. But you need to have that depth as well. You need to kind of dig into the Word and go verse by verse and understand what's going on there. So we give you these opportunities, right? I have a drama club on Thursday. I don't expect everybody's going to come to drama club or whatever. But these are just opportunities. But you've got to find time to be in the Word. Amen? And you've got to make sure that your life is a life of worship all the time. Because it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? Uh, you know, if you're cleaning pools, you can be worshiping while you're cleaning pools. If you're working out, you can be worshiping while you're working out. If you're studying, you can be worshiping while you're studying. Right? It's all what you surround yourself with and where your focus is. You can do that all the time, and that's going to produce fruit. Right? So let's continue with uh, this, uh, this explanation. Right? Um, the seed that was sown on the rocky place is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So this is a, an emotional person. And again, I'm not trying to degrade someone. Some of us are naturally more emotional people. 
That's just the human personality. And some people are, are more emotionally driven. This is an emotional person, right? And it says, uh, this is the person who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is, is only temporary. And when, oh, listen to this. We just went through the pandemic. When affliction, pandemic, or persecution, people making fun of your faith, arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. Well, you're here, so I don't think you fell away, right? But there are people who, when they hear the health wealth gospel, and if they get Jesus in their heart, then everything is going to go their way. And they're cool with that. Man, I want to follow Jesus. That sounds awesome, right? Where I, I preach a positive message, and I'm trying to preach as many of those as I possibly can because you've got enough negative in your life. You really do. But, you know, sometimes we need a little trimming, don't we? Sometimes we need a little plowing. So that's going to result in something that you might perceive as being a little more negative. But nonetheless, right, that, that word has got to go out. It's got to reach your heart. And if your heart is that rocky soil, then you may, the songs, and you're jumping around, and that's awesome, 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 right? But then you go out into the wild and woolly world, and it's just like it just knocks you for a loop, and suddenly you're like, oh, I don't even believe in this stuff anymore. I mean, I've told you this story before, but, you know, we, we once had a, a, a small group of very, very enthusiastic, energetic young people in this church um, who were, you know, man, they were on fire for the Lord. And all of them are atheists now. See, if you're strictly emotional, your emotions can be pulled one way, but then they can be pulled another way. That's why your feelings have to follow your faith. Oh, say that. Say feelings, feelings. must follow, follow. faith. And your faith needs to be in the word of God. What happens is people have their faith follow their feelings. And so they believe in this and then they believe in that and then they believe in the other thing and they keep shifting and they're just driven around by all of these emphases and all of these influencers who have all of these different ideas. Listen, if your faith is in the word of God, it's what Jesus said. He said, then you're building your house on the rock. And when the winds come and the waves come, your house is going to stay rock solid because it's built on the rock. And that's Jesus. And that's his teaching. And it doesn't change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever. Amen? Yeah. And the word of God, I like uh, what Vadi Bauckham says about this, the word of God is sufficient. There are a whole lot of people today that are saying, no, you need to read this textbook or that sociology book, or you need to read this book because it's got a, a, you know, some interesting things to say. And, and you can't just read the Bible. <laughs> the word of God is sufficient. That means it's enough. Amen. Yeah. I, I love there's a there's a song that's coming to my mind right now. I just keep on trying to get you guys to listen to this project called Old Church Basement by Maverick City Music and Elevation Worship. And it's amazing. And there's a song on there called Jira, right? As in Jehovah Jira, my provider, right? Jira means provider. And uh, in that song, there's a refrain over and over again. It is enough. He is enough. I'm getting the chills right now. This is enough. He is enough. You don't need another sociology text. You don't need another class. You don't need a third and fifth and tenth blessing. You need Jesus. Like right now, like every day, every moment of every day, it doesn't change. He doesn't change. The culture changes. But Jesus never changes. He stays the same. Amen? 
That's why I still got Jesus and I'm still not afraid. I'm not worried. Because I know who has me. And if you know Jesus, I know who has you as well. Right? So, yeah, he says it's only temporary. And then he says, the one on whom the seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the, oh, mercy, this might hit some of you, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now, I've said this many times. I gleaned this from Rick Warren. I thought that I got it from The Purpose Driven Life, but I can't find where I, I must have read it. So I must have gleaned it. So maybe I'm saying it, maybe he said it, but it's worth repeating. I don't want you to raise your hand, but I wonder if you're a worrier. Do you find yourself worrying quite a bit? Here's what you do. Worrying is worthless. Say it. But if you turn your worries into prayers, worriers make great prayer warriors. Say that. Say warriors make great prayer warriors. So don't feel bad if you're a worrier. Convert your worrying into praying. And man, you're going to outpray everybody. I know what it's like to worry. You can't get it off your mind. It just keeps rolling around and rolling around. And this is a Rick Warren thing as well. Basically, you're meditating on all of this bad stuff. That's what's happening. That's what it means to meditate, is that you shift it around. You toss it around, and you keep thinking about it. Well, that's what you need to do with the Word of God. That's not what you need to do with your problems. By the way, you can't outrun your problems. They don't go away. But you can outpray your problems. Amen? Amen. You can entrust the Lord with those problems. So, man... Say, I'm a warrior, bring it, devil, because all I'm going to do is bring it to the Lord. Keeps coming to mind, keep praying. Coming to mind, praying. Coming to mind, praying. Coming to mind, praying. And then I'm, I'm, I'm full of cliches this morning, all right? So you're just going to keep doing that, and you're going to push. Say, push. Pray until something happens. Oh, you can do that. I saw that on a bumper sticker on a church, and it's not even my thing. But I thought it was so good, I repeated it right afterwards. I was like, praying to, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. I like that, right? So, warriors make prayer warriors, and you need to push. Pray until something happens. Hey, all right? And that's going to produce some fruit, all right? And then the desire for wealth, all right? So, that's, yeah, you can worry about money. People worry about money. Um, even when people have a lot of money, now they worry about investing it, and they're worrying about, you know, taxes, and they're worrying about all these other sorts of things. But people can become preoccupied with money. Now, money is just like food. Uh, it's just like other drives that we have. You can have very little of it and still be completely preoccupied by it, right? Uh, you know, just think of it this way. You're probably getting hungry right about now, and there's a bunch of food in the back. He said, well, I wasn't thinking about it until now. <laughs> but you have no food, but all you can think about is food, Right? So you can have no money, and then all you can think about is money and, you know, getting your side hustle going, right? And, you know, trying to come up with some new scheme to make some more money, more money, more money, more money, more money, more money, and it just drowns out the word. It just chokes out the word. Or you can have a lot of money and a lot of success, and now you're just trying to think about, yeah, where am I going to spend all this money? <laughs> well, maybe you should be thinking about something other than spending all that money. Maybe you should be thinking about where you can invest it in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. 
Nonetheless, what I'm saying is, Jesus said that the desire for wealth is one of the things that chokes out the word. So what we've got to do is we've got to let the Lord plow our heart, and I hope that's what this sermon is doing today. This is a plowing type of a sermon, right? It's plowing your heart. It's preparing your heart so that the seed will plant and go deep in good soil because that's the end of the parable. And the one on whom the seed was sown on the good soil, this is the person who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. So when we think of spiritual fruit, we think of the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But we also think of disciples, other believers. Jesus said, go into all the world and what? Make disciples. That's fruit. That's how this church makes. So we were blessed uh, on July 4th to baptize three people, right? Um, and uh, they're here this morning, right? That's fruit. That's fruit. You go, you build relationships with people, you share the gospel. They may be folks that have had experience in church in their past, and you're kind of helping them to get re-involved. They may be somebody that you're introducing to the gospel. They may be somebody that you're helping to come along and grow in their faith. But nonetheless, that's what we need to be about. Life well, that's what we need to be about, right? Um, and again, same project. What is that, that, that record I keep trying to get you to get? What's it called? Old Church Basement. Yeah, you need to get it, right? There's another song in there. And apparently uh, the, the pastor of that Elevation Church uh, came up with this line for this song. And I'm going to kind of sort of sing it, but not really, all right? He said, it's not a building you want to build. It's my heart. It's my heart. It's not a building you want to build. It's my heart. You see, Jesus doesn't want to build another building. He wants to build the kingdom of God in your heart. He wants to fill seats. Oh, I'd love to see these seats full. But you know what? If these seats full of people that are not receiving the word, it's pointless. It's fake. No. It's my heart you want to fill. It's my heart. That's you, man, woman, child. That's you. Yes. He wants to fill you. Yes. Amen? Amen? That's the message today.